0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
1: Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found Real Relief with Axonix Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name and we're
0: still here. Is no credentials required? Covering sports around the mighty five one eight. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media.
1: Here is your host Ryan McCarthy. What? Why? What? So? Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot I'm on corner booth. <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Well, welcome to No Credentials Required Friday Happy Hour. Presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. At least locally. (laughs) So I just want to remind you, first of all, to go to our social channels. And tonight, we are actually streaming on not just Facebook, not just YouTube, but also now on Twitter. So, that being said, go to our social channels on Twitter and Instagram at BellyUpNCR. Facebook.com forward slash Billy up sports NCR. Finally on YouTube. Get my pretty face out of the way here. There we go on YouTube. No credentials required. If you're watching on YouTube right now, click on the notification bell. That way, you know, when the show goes live on Friday nights. So also want to bring to your attention. The fact that no credentials required now has a store. We now have an apparel store. It's pretty cool. I'm going to share it with you right now. This is it. The folks at Bonfire have partnered up with Belly Up Sports. So a lot of podcasts are now selling their own merchandise. That includes my podcast, No credentials Required, which you can find right here. Scroll down just a, just a bit right now. We've got some, got some mostly shirts right now. We've got the premium unisex tee. We've got the pullover hoodie. Or as I call it in, the Saskatch- in Saskatchewan, a bunny hug, classic unisex tee, three quarter sleeve baseball tee, which I'm particularly excited about, and finally women's slim fit tee. So for all the ladies in, who want to represent the show, you now have a t-shirt to do so. But let me take you over to the, just show you the just show you the, some of the colors we have. So there's a, there's are a, an array of sizes. So let me go ahead and show you the premium unisex tee right now we got heavy metal ice blue indigo royal blue and midnight navy so look at these, look at these look at these shirts. quality shirts quality printing bonfire my 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 designer at bonfire my sign designer uh give a big shout out to Hannah she was awesome to talk to she led me through the process and we work with her on some designs for the future so right now it's just a belly up it's just the uh Excuse me, the No Credentials Required logo. Uh, right now, the heavy metals only available until you, know, you see the sizes down here. Let me show you some of the other colors. Ice blue. Look, that's, a, look at, that's a neat color. That's an awesome color. They don't have my size, unfortunately. But I might have them in your size. You never know. Got indigo. We got royal blue. So any M- Albany Empire fans want to represent the podcast. And Empire colors. Look at that shirt. That is amazing. Finally, we got midnight navy. I um, got the pullover hoodie, so we got this in charcoal, dark heather, indigo, navy, which is actually actually also pretty impressive. So if you're a Syracuse fan, although we're not in Syracuse, you got you got yourself a nice similar type shirt for uh, for with Syracuse colors, and then of course royal blue. Got the classic unisex tee, which comes in charcoal, dark heather, indigo, royal. Carolina blue. I decided to mix up a little bit. Carolina blue looks that looks sharp. That looks sharp. Three quarter sleeve tee mixed it up a little bit here. So we got the usual premium Heather and Heather white, black and Heather white. I guess I'm particularly excited about this one because I love three quarters. I don't know why I I love three quarter sleeves because it just comes up to here and it and you know you're you're pretty much free. So you have the back. And here's the back. That's what the back looks like. It's just a blank back right now. Uh this side mix up a little bit. Do it purple rush and heather white for any u Albany fans out there. Indigo and Heather White. And then finally vintage Royal Blue. And then finally at the ladies' colors. Ladies' colors, we got the usual dark gray. We got indigo. We got midnight navy. We got royal. And then finally I decided to mix it up and do an espresso t-shirt. So Various sizes, various colors. You've got your pick. You've got five shirts to choose from. Right now, this camp, this is an initial campaign. So hopefully, we'll make this permanent in the future. That way, you can go out and support the show. I mean, look at quality, quality stuff, folks. I dig it. I've, I'm actually got a, a shirt on the way uh, as soon as the campaign ends and the ship out. Get yourself a nice t-shirt. Get yourself a nice t-shirt. Get yourself a hoodie. I'm gonna get myself a hoodie. I got, I got represent my own show. Got to market myself out there. You know. So go ahead and go ahead and go to bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash no dash credentials dash required, or you can just go to bonfire.com, click, click, uh, just uh, type in no credentials required and takes you right to the page, right to the campaign page exciting stuff happening here and i'm I'm thinking about doing some uh campaigns for charity too so i know i know my buddy parker ainsworth from the fn sports podcast he's got he's got a pink t-shirt on sale right now uh uh, with the uh the design says flunk cancer very clever digging his stuff fn sports go check out his podcast it's pretty fun Uh, i've I've been on a couple times but yeah i mean this one way to support the show. We got a myriad of ways to support the show here. That's one of those ways you can do so along with buy some stuff that buy some stuff from our affiliates here. at No credentials required. I'll get into I'll do, do, do yourself a, I'll do yourself a, uh, I'll do yourself, do you a solid and uh, let you know wh- who one of those affiliates is later in this program. All right. So that's going to be it for selling myself right now. <laughs> uh, so, as usual, we get to our beer of the week, and this is probably going to be the this is probably going to be the last beer of the week for October. And the reason why is because I'm going to participate in Sober October for the first time ever. So you're going, you're probably saying at home, yeah, bro, you're not going to participate in Sober October. You can't stop drinking for a day. Actually, I can, and I will. <laughs> but I know there are several comedians and podcast hosts who do Sober October. Uh, some of my favorites: Joe Rogan, Burt Kreischer. Uh, let's see. Um, Tom Segura. They all do Sober October. I may not be a comedian, I'm a, but I'm a podcast host and a pretty good one at that, if I might say. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and participate in Sober October. I'm going to increase my workouts. I'm going to try to do a workout every single day. I'm, and during October 31 days, October 31st. 30th to the 31st. 30 days is not a problem. I, I've quit drinking before. It's not a big deal. Um and that's the one thing. It's like sometimes, you know, I've got a family history of alcohol controlling, of, of, of people in my family who have alcohol control in their lives. And I, I feel if, if you're letting something control your life, you're letting it become an idol. That's my personal belief as a Christian. Beer is meant to be enjoyed, like anything in life, any kind of small pleasure is meant to be enjoyed, not put under a pedestal. Because if it comes to a pedestal, it becomes your object of worship. And that's no bueno. That's no bueno. But. Usually, you know, this is my last beer of the week for this month. Next month, we're going sober. (laughs) So maybe I'll bring some folks on at Invader Coffee. Again, who's another one of our affiliates here at No Crouches Required. Um, Probably bring someone on to explain about coffee and the coffee industry. It'll be be pretty fun. But yeah, uh, usually I'm doing a local beer, but tonight I decide to do Guinness. And the reason why I'm doing Guinness is because today is the anniversary of the birth of one. Arthur Sir Sir Arthur Guinness and Guinness is Guinness was one of my actually my one of my first beers I didn't like at the time because I had the I didn't have the draft style I had the had the extra the foreign extra and just didn't taste good but I had the draft and the draft was you know drafts amazing drafts is amazing but give me a little bit of history here and, and I'm gonna crack this open so here's the here it is Guinness Guinness gives back, and because you gotta drink Guinness with an authentic Guinness glass. Got this for Christmas one year. Got another one. Got another set for my birthday one year too. So let's crack one open. Here's to the weekend, folks. The last beer of the week for the month, until at least November. All right, I'm grab my glass here. This is a- special trick on how to drink Guinness from the glass. So here we go, bottoms up. Watch that beautiful flow. I mean, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Go slow pour. Oh yeah, there it is. This thing is, look at the flow, look at that flow. I may not have flow here, but I have flow here. (laughs) Look at that. That is beautiful. This river. This rain of goodness flowing down. It's a holy drink, my friends. And I'll give you a little bit of history lesson about Arthur Guinness. So, Arthur Guinness he started a brewery. Of course. That's why I'm drinking, that's why we're drinking his beer. But I was also a Christian. He was also a believer. And he prayed to God to kind of to do something about the alcoholism in Ireland. And yeah, there's uh, there's a stereotype of the Irish drunk. And but was no more prevalent that it was so much more prevalent then in the 1700s. And he's trying to think of a way to try to try to not so much eliminate the drunkenness, but but just to bring it down. And at the time, people were drinking a lot of whiskey, a lot of, a lot of gin, because the rivers in Ireland were so dirty because of all the sewage and all the other stuff going other stuff going into the River Liffey. So he was called. He was called by God to make beer, to be a brewer. So he did. He started making it a dark stout beer, which is what this is. Then sports port Stouts are typically are a type of porter for those of you who don't know. And the thing is that the water that Guinness was made from had so much iron. People felt full before they could drink more pints of Guinness. <laughs> That's why it's called a stout. And I am what I drink. And tonight I'm stout. <laughs> so, and, and also with Guinness, it has a low ABV. Typical iron, typical beers, you're usually about five or six. And this, I think Guinness is only a 4.2 ABV. So, but the thing is, it has low alcohol, but it makes you feel full faster because of the amount of iron that this has. And it has, and this can has the, has the, has the widget in here that gives it its, It's, uh, gives it, it's, it's heft and it's, it's, and, uh, uh, keeps it fresh. So one of the things he did when he was accumulating all this cash, making, making beer is that he helped set up the first Sunday schools in Ireland. And those of you who are grew up in the church or still go to church, you know, you about know, Sunday school. Sunday school is usually the precursor to or the additional class after uh, after worship, after assembly, after assembly assembly of worship. And he decided to start funding. And he was a Wesleyan, and he decided to start funding the Sunday schools in Ireland. And at the time, there were just as many Catholics as Roman Catholics as there were Protestants then. That's a little more split depending on where you go. Um, he's a very he's a very devout Christian and wanted to help his neighborhood. He wanted to help get rid of the alcoholism, he wanted people to be less dependent on alcohol, and they wanted people to go start going to church, and that's what he did. And he created this beer and his legacy lives on, and he had other relatives following his stead. Uh, his grandson Henry Henry Grattan Guinness become became a evangelist in the same I guess in the same. Uh, if you know who who uh, C. S. Spurgeon is, he's often compared to him. Henry Guinness is Henry Guinness is often compared to him. Um, Oz Guinness is the great nephew. He's a, he's also an evangelist and an apologist. He's also a uh, descendant of Arthur Guinness. Now before you bore details, <laughs> uh, it has a they have a legacy. And the legacy was to be a good citizen to your neighborhood by literally brewing up a business, helping people get employed, helping people get off, you know, get off the get off the drink. Although you were to you were allowed to enjoy one pint after work. <laughs> uh, but again that's usually why he you know know, people are drinking all the time you work get your pint you go home to your wife and kids pretty simple and you're not drunk (laughs) so here's to arthur guinness may his legacy live on with his drink and his ministries toast to you also toast to you out there listening and watching here's to the weekend cheers all right so before we continue on with the episode Let me go ahead and get a word from our sponsor, locally with Godzilla Media, and that is with Mohawk Honda. The current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry make, sorry, let me start over. (laughs) The current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to get a top dollar for your vehicle. Right now, Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. It's a pretty sweet deal, especially for those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check You can also check out their full selection online at mohawkhonda.com. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louis, the VIP man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants at Mohawk Honda. I'll give a testimony to this. My sales consultant, Kyle, he was awesome. He helped me get into my current car, which is a 2016 Honda HRV, certified pre-owned Honda. Great car, great sales, great staff. Go there. There's a vast selection of Honda pre-certified, I'm sorry, Honda pre, Honda certified pre-owned vehicles. So now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda, Freemans Bridge Road, and Glenville. Will they always go out of their way to please you? They go out of their way to please you. (laughs) All right, so let's get into some sports talk, friends. Let's start with the Major League Baseball picture right now. There are some games going on that will affect the playoff race. So let's take a look at the standings right now. I'm going to share the screen with you. Baseball standings. All right, here we go. American League East, that is... Still up for grabs in a a way. Uh, Right now, Tampa is in in first place. They've clinched a playoff spot. They have not clinched the division yet. The reason why is because the Boston Red Sox are six games behind them in the standings. The Yankees are eight back. Toronto's nine back. Baltimore, well, you you can see that. It's 48 games. (laughs) But there's a four-team race right now in the AL East. Tampa Bay's been in the driver's seat since around the All-Star break. Uh, Boston was in the driver's seat for a while. They went on a slide, the major slide, and they've come back. Boston's come back to their credit. They've come back. They've won the last seven in a row. They currently control the first wild card spot, which I'll get to in a moment. But then you got the Yankees right their heels. They're actually playing each other right now. It's a big series right now in Boston between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, I think if the Yankees can take two out of three, their chances are, of going, to the, of going to the wild card, play is very strong. If they can host one, they'll be better because it's like for the friendly confines of Yankee Stadium. Toronto had a big surge late August, one of their big winning streak. They, I think, basically since they came home to Canada, like they went home to play in Toronto, uh, they've gotten this big monster streak. Vlad Guerrero Jr., is in the is in the MVP picture with uh, Shoei Otani. It's going to be between the both of them for AL MVP, but he's been a big part. The pitching's been their pitching's been on point and they're Boston Yankees Toronto 1-2-3 in the wild card right. I believe they're in the wild card right now. AL Central, White Sox clinched last night. They'll host a play, they'll have a playoff series of their they'll host a playoff series of their own. Cleveland's ten games behind them. Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota—they're all eliminated from—they're uh, all eliminated from playoff contention. AL West—it still makes me angry, but <laughs> it is what it is, folks. Houston's in first, ninety-one and sixty-two. They have a seven-game control, they have a seven-game lead over Seattle, who is surprisingly in second place. I, I thought that Seattle would—you uh, know—maybe Seattle's taking a leap a, a, a year or so earlier than we expected. Now, they haven't been in the playoffs since I think 2001. Uh, they currently ride the longest streak of missing the playoffs, not being in the playoffs. Their last appearance was I think either 2000 or 2001. So that streak may or may not continue depending on how far back they are in the wild card. They actually they're met their their cursed number. <laughs> So we have a magic number. We have a cursed number. Uh, it's down to three. Oakland, they're in third place. Their elimination number is down to one. LA Angels, An- Angels of Anaheim. Uh, I, I you know I can't get my, I can't wrap my head around the the Angels solely because they have so much offensive talent on their team. Mike Trout, Shohei those are the two main drivers. I mean, although Mike's Mike Trot's been out since I think around May with a calf injury that doesn't seem to want to heal. But when he's in the lineup, they're much better. But their pitching is just abysmal. And as you can see in the 93 run 93 run differential, that's not good. Texas, last place. They've been eliminated from the playoff chase for a while. All right, moving on to the National League. Atlanta, first place. Two games behind them are the Philadelphia Phillies. Though that's gonna, I think that the, that comes down to the last week. I think that comes down to the last week of the season. Their their elimination games mark is down to nine. New York Mets. Oh, so sorry for Mets fans. I feel so sorry for Mets fans. They had so much hope coming into this season. They had so much hope in trying to put it all together. And they had it for a while. They were in first place for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, June hit, and the bottom just, just came out. And they're, they, were, they are four games away from elimination in the, the East. Miami, playoff team last year, not so much this year, In Washington. I mean, you're going to think they've kept the wrong person. In, in 2019, after they won the... After they won the the um, World Series in 2019, they had a very very difficult choice to make: do they keep Steven Strasburg, who was basically their number two behind Max Scherzer at the time, or do they keep Anthony Rendon? And they kept Strasburg and they let Rendon go to the Rangers. And I think they that was their that was a big mistake. So and it kind of reflects in the last couple of seasons. They missed the playoffs last year and they're going to miss the playoffs completely the like 20 games behind Atlanta as we speak, as we, uh as we record NL central Milwaukee, they've clinched the, they've clinched the division. St. Louis seven games behind their elimination number is three in terms of uh, wildcard contention. They're followed by Cincinnati, the Cubs and the pirates, the lowly pirates. Again, they're probably gonna lose a hundred games. Excuse me there. Um, yeah, uh, the Central Milwaukee is uh, they're doing they're doing that in the division. And then finally we come to the NL West, San Francisco and the Dodgers, they've both both clinched playoff berths. However, the Dodgers are only a game behind. They're only a game behind, and San Diego people had a lot of pundits, myself and incl- a lot of people, myself included, had the the Padres in a in a wild card spot or winning the division and they were on their way in May they were challenging the Dodgers they were there they and it's funny like the, the team that you think is going to make the, the leap are they going to make the leap and they're, or are they going to overtake the Dodgers it wasn't the Padres it was the Giants nobody and almost nobody saw that coming i think i think the the, the uh, I'm sorry the Giants i think they had themselves a uh i think i think if you bet $5 and they went to win the division was like a was a crazy it was crazy odds but the giants right now nobody saw i don't think anybody saw them coming colorado arizona they round up the bottom two in the nl west arizona my goodness 104 losses run differential of 218 Oof, oof. <laughs> so that's your divisional. Let's look at the wild card. AL, AL division leaders. You got Tampa. What Tampa, Houston, Chicago, White Sox. White Sox have clinched the division. Houston's on the verge of Clinton, clinching the division. Tampa Bay, they're still fighting off Boston. Uh, AL wild card. Boston's at one. Yankees at two. Uh, they're. Boston's two ahead in the wild card. Right behind the Yankees are Toronto. Right behind Toronto is Seattle, and Oakland's right behind them. So what's interesting is that they have, and what's pretty cool about MLB.com is that they have the division elimination and they have the wild card elimination. So right now, Oakland stands at six games from being eliminated from contention. Now, here's the interesting part. If you look at the standings, Seattle is two games back from that wild card from that last wild card spot. Their run differential is neg is minus fifty three. So they're one of the only teams. Actually, I'm sorry, I say I the are The only two teams who have who are in contention for the wild card spot that have a run differential of of, of under of below. Seattle the run differential is 650 707 to 654. They've allowed 53 more runs than they have and they have scored. That's a pretty amazing stat. So Oakland, they're six games away from being eliminated. So and uh Seattle is at eight. Toronto's at nine. But I think these three teams right here Boston, Yankees, Toronto, that's gonna be a wild run to the finish. Yankees have oh my goodness. The Yankees play Boston, Toronto, and Tampa in succession over the last two weeks of the season. And they have been absolutely awful, a- a- apocalyptically awful <laughs> against the AL East this year in their own division. And they can't seem to buy a win in that division. So this series, these next three series coming up for the Yankees are very, very, very important. Uh, Toronto, and they're they got Minnesota. Let's look at the Toronto schedule real quick. Um, they have Minnesota this weekend. Then they have the Yankees. They have, are at home against the Yankees. In the wrap-up the year, they're at the Orioles. So it's very possible they could overtake the Yankees in that second or maybe take the first wild card spot. We don't really know. The only the only predictable thing about the future is that it's unpredictable. I've been saying that all week <laughs> to our uh, to my friends at Belly Up Sports, and I'm gonna say it again. I'll probably repeat it to the day I die. Um, thank you, Andrew Clavin, for, <laughs> for that. For that. Boston, their schedule looks like this: they have the Yankees this weekend, they we have the Orioles next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the wrap up the year, they got the Nationals, so they have a pretty easy schedule going forward past this weekend. these uh, pitching tonight, which means that the Yankees are probably going to lose. <laughs> I could be wrong though. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, the Yankees had some success back in August when they when they finally got the schneid uh, with the uh, with the Red Sox. Seattle, take a look at their schedule real quick. They can see if they can contend. They can keep in contention. Uh, they, you oh, know, come on, go away. <laughs> Go away screen. Yeah, so schedule. Their schedule is as follows: They recently swept the A's in four straight. They play the Angels this weekend. They're at the Angels this weekend. And they're at home against the A's again, and they wrap up at the against. Sorry, they wrap up at home against the Angels to complete their 2021 season. Oakland, I don't think they're. I think Oakland is just gonna miss out. I think Oakland will just miss out. All right. National League Wild Card you the three division leaders right now. San Francisco, since uh, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Milwaukee's clinched the division. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I think they they've clinched a wild card spot. They've clinched, clinched a, a, a playoff spot. They have not clinched a wild card just yet. Or the championship just yet in their division. Although they they're up uh they're up 7 games on St. Louis, so anything could happen. Right now the wild card looks like this. Dodgers, who are only a game behind the Giants right now, they own the primary wild card spot. St. Louis has come roaring back; they are now in the they're now in the catbird seat for the second playoff spot. They have won thirteen games in a row, as one of the longest winning streaks in baseball this year. Thirteen games in a row—that is amazing. Philadelphia is behind them in fifth, with a uh, five games back. Cincinnati is four games back, as is San Diego. Um, San Diego and Cincinnati, their elimination number is down to four. Philadelphia is down to five. I think, I think St. Louis is gonna just, I think they're gonna win out. They they might not be, they might stay undefeated, they might stay unbeaten for the rest of the season. That's all I see postseason tickets go on sale, <laughs> which is funny because I, I, I had the same email for the Yankees this, this morning, uh, from them. Um, so their schedule for the St. Louis Cardinals. No, that 13 in a row. They beat the Padres. They, they swept the Brewers who were in the lead in the central. They got a doubleheader tonight against today against the Cubs. Uh they actually won the first game eight to five. So they have the Brewers next week. Tuesday, Thursday. Went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then finally wrap up the season, they have the Cubs again. So I think they have a very good chance of getting that second playoff spot. Uh they won't catch they won't catch uh, either St. Louis uh, I'm sorry they won't catch either uh, either LA or San Diego or San Francisco but speaking of San Francisco who fun fact started in Troy New York back in the 1800 back in the late 1800s. they were known as the Troy Trojans, moved to New York, became the Gothams, then they became the Giants, then they moved to San Francisco. Now they're the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco Giants you're welcome for that history extra history lesson tonight I'm, be thankful I'm not charging you <laughs> so they have uh so there's a giant schedule they get the Rockies they're at the Rockies tonight this weekend the Diamondbacks next weekend to wrap things up for the regular season they they have the Padres. so I think they I think they went at least five out of six between their games against the uh Rockies and the Diamondbacks. And outside of, of Buster Posey I can't I can't name one San Francisco giant <laughs> I'll have to uh I'll have to do some more research on them I'm a poor I'm a, I'm a bad baseball fan folks let's just put it that way I'm a bad baseball fan so speaking of the West let's take a look at the Dodger schedule as soon as my browser stops being stupid come on Google get your stuff straight uh this thing. So the Dodgers are on their mission to repeat as champions. Here's their schedule for the rest of the season. They're at the Diamondbacks at home against the Padres. Wrap up the season. They face the Brewers. Ooh, that's gonna be a saucy. That's gonna be a saucy series right there. So Dodgers have. I think. I think they have a tougher road ahead of them in the in the in the division standing in the division race. So, all right, so here's how I I see things going down. Tampa's going to win the division, and Tampa's going to win the AL East. They currently hold a home and field advantage right now in the uh, American League, followed by Houston, followed by the White Sox. Wild card, I I think it's going to be Boston, and I hate this. This pains me because it's been such uh, such a roller coaster season for for the Yankees and their fans, uh, mostly their fans. I think Boston and Toronto get the two wild card spots, and the Yankees will lose out because they can't seem to win against the AL East this year. And I think this is, I think the Aaron Boone experiment in New York is over. So that's my humble opinion. I could be wrong. Uh, Brian, if Brian Cashman finds a way to convince Hal Steinbrenner to keep him around, I think that uh, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a weird offseason. It's gonna be a weird offseason for the Yankees. It's gonna be a lot of things happen if they don't make the playoffs. NL, I've got San Francisco winning out. They're gonna have home field advantage, followed by Milwaukee and Atlanta. I think LA and St. Louis win those two wild card spots, unless Philadelphia somehow <laughs> somehow makes a run, and St. Louis somehow drops. Their next, the next eight out of ten, and when Philadelphia goes perfect for the rest of the year, actually, you know what? Let's look at Philadelphia schedule. Ugh, these pop ups, I swear. All right, so here's Philadelphia's. Here's the Philly schedule, and there's some debate on whether or not Bryce Harper is a MVP candidate. Sure, why not? Uh, they got the Pirates in the four game series this weekend. They have the Braves next weekend next week. And then to close out the year, they have the Marlins. So Philly's got to win out. Philly has to win out for the rest of the season in order to try to make the play- playoffs with a wild card spot. And again, this is my problem with the wild card. This is, this is why we need to expand the playoff race in major league baseball. And I know, and I said this last week and I'll mention it again, more teams means more excitement, split the seasons, split the season into 50 games each. The winners from those, the winners, from those fifty games, they go on automatically. And then you have five at large bids in terms of the standings, and then you play out. You just play the rest of the season out. So that's my that's my feeling. So my so my feeling for next week when the season ends, again, I got Tampa, Houston, Chicago, Boston, Toronto. Again, it hurts my heart to say that. And it's going to stay the same. It's going to stay the way we are with the NL Giants, Giants, Brewers, Atlanta, Dodgers, and St. Louis, which will be, which I think will be a very fun wild card. We have I just pray it's not like one of those games where Max Scherzer goes out there, dominates for seven innings, and the Dodgers just completely blow away the Cardinals. Uh, I kind of want the Cardinals to win out. So kind of kind of an amazing story. All right. So let's move on to now. Yeah, I've only got about, I've got about 22, 23 minutes. So let's talk about my next subject, which is going to hockey training camp started this week. I'm excited to watch hockey again, a full season of hockey this time going from regular proper October through May slash June for the playoffs. But this came about and the, the this came about yesterday. Uh the Jack Eichel, who is the I guess you could call him the erstwhile saber, uh Buffalo Saber, got hurt last year. He's still having some trouble with a hernia with a hernia disc in his back or hernia. And he can't play right now. And then Buffalo had their team doctors debate Eichel's personal doctors about the matter last year and um, let's just say that they're at odds, and Jack Eichel does not want to be a Buffalo Saber anymore. So yesterday came out that the that Eichel failed his physical. Well, I'm going to put it in quotation marks "failed his physical" because we don't know if he failed his physical, if he did it on purpose, or or Buffalo deliberately, their doctors deliberately failed him, and he was stripped of his captaincy. He's no longer the captain of the Buffalo Sabers. It looks as if he's probably going to be on his way out, uh, according to. Well, me as a speculator, but who knows? Um, there's two. It's one of two reasons why Eichel is in, is still in Buffalo. First reason is Buffalo is asking for too much. They wanted a King's ransom for him. I predicted this in an article. I predicted this. I I made this known several times that Buffalo is not Jack Eichel is not going to come cheap. Phrasing, he's not. <laughs> He's not gonna. he's not going to. He's gonna come with a price, and that's gonna be at least two round, two first round picks, maybe a second, and a current player on whichever roster they trade him to. Whether it be the Rangers, please don't let it be the Rangers, the Kings, or my dark horse pick for Jack Eichel, the Detroit Red Wings. They're my dark horse pick to get him because they have a they have a crap ton of cap money still remaining from this past post from this past off season. But this question or the that's one of two things. So, so Eichel is either going to, or Buffalo is asking too much or too many teams are, are just, they're kind of questioning things that they're trying to figure out whether or not they, what is worth the risk to have Eichel play half a season because he's got to have surgery. So, this kind of question came up to my mind. I, th- I thought about it, and I popped it in with our some, from our folks at Belly Up Sports. Is Jack Eichel the American Taylor Hall? And this is what I'm going with. So some people say, no, he hasn't been on enough teams. He's only been on one team. But but let me make my argument here. Let's go to hockey reference for a moment. And we'll go to Taylor Hall's page. End of the league in 2011. Was the number one pick in the was a number one pick overall in two thousand ten. For the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. For the first seven seat for his first seven seasons, the he did not make a playoff appearance. Now let's look at Jack Eichel real quick. Go duplicate this tab. Go to Jack Eichel. E I. Okay, number two overall pick, two thousand thirteen draft. Sorry, two thousand fifteen draft. Nice hair. And he's been the seat Le- league one, two, three, four, five, six seasons, including last year's uh, last year's shortened season, short season. So six seasons in Buffalo for Eichel. No playoff appearances. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons, well, six seasons in Edmonton, one season in New Jersey, no playoff appearances. This is where the comparison comes in. both players one's the number one pick overall, one's number two pick overall. both of them are on terrible teams. Edmonton at that time was a tire fire. <laughs> they kind of in a way they still are but they're getting they're getting there they're getting there um. I think there's probably a goaltender short. I think they may take some take some goaltending uh, changes, but uh, no matter. So first seven seasons, Taylor Hall, he gets traded to New Jersey. So one that rolled that famous one for one trade for Adam Larson uh, doesn't pan out for Edmonton, at least for a while. Uh, Taylor Hall spends a year in New Jersey, says so he one year in New Jersey. He scores 53 points the next season is when he has his all-star season. First he has 93 points which is the which is the all-time single season record for the New Jersey Devils. Gets into the playoffs as an 8 seed. He's Hart Trophy winner. After that <laughs> after that things kind of go into a tailspin unfortunately. Hurt the next year, only plays 33 games. Then he's he plays 30 games for the Devils in 2019-2020. He gets traded to, to Arizona for that season. He goes to the playoffs again. Then he signs with Buffalo in the postseason for the 2021 season. Trade to Boston. He contributes and helps Boston gets to get earned the, a earn the three seed in the playoffs. And he makes it out of the first round, so he's getting there. He and he resigned with Boston, so he's he's looking to looking to go to the playoffs again, and he'll get there. He'll he'll be he'll be in the playoff. He'll be in the playoffs next year. Michael uh, same comparison, same comparison. Breakout year in twenty nineteen with eighty two points. Uh, almost been the Buffalo almost been the playoffs. Didn't come close in 2020. Certainly didn't come close in 2021. So where am I going with this? I think in order for Jack Eichel to be, I think Jack Eichel is the American Taylor Hall because he's highly, he was highly touted coming out of, of uh, university of Boston Boston university. He played for Boston university for, I think two seasons. And then he was drafted and became a Buffalo member of the Buffalo Sabres. He had a breakout season 2019. He was set to have help Buffalo go to the playoffs in 2020, and then 2021, got hurt, and things just didn't didn't materialize, and things are not materializing fast enough for him to want to stay in Buffalo. He's got, I think, what 50 million dollars left on his contract, five years left on that 80 in that eight-year 80 million dollar deal he signed a couple of years ago. He's a he comes out with a high, high high price tag. Taylor Hall did the same. It was the same way. He had a, he had a high price tag on him too. The Devils were 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 willing to part ways with a uh, the defenseman they drafted number one overall in twenty twelve. I want to say twenty eleven or twenty twelve or twenty ten. can't remember off the top of my head but they were willing to trade an excellent player to bring to get value and i think somebody out there is going to say we got to bring him in he's going to be a big difference for our team whether it be the rangers again please god don't let it be the rangers the kings goes out west helps la make the playoffs goes to detroit they're my sleeper pick remember they're my sleeper pick to pick eichel They make and I think I think Detroit's on the cusp of a playoff bid. They just need one more guy to kind of get them over the top. And I think Stevie Iserman, GM, did wonders in wonders in Tampa Bay. He's trying to do the same thing for Detroit. We played for 20-something years. I think I think Detroit pulls the trigger and gets him. My opinion, Stranger Things have happened. But I think right now, uh, comparatively speaking, although Taylor Hall's played for more teams, he's been in the league longer, comparatively speaking, yes, Jack Eichel is the American Taylor Hall. And until somebody gets him out of purgatory, also known as Buffalo, he's going to stay there. So my, my opinion, I think, again, He's gonna be shipped out of there, but we just don't know when, we just don't know where, or for how much, or if the team's willing to take the risk for him. So we'll see. All right, we'll go to my week three picks for the NFL in just a second. I want to read a word from one of our sponsors at No Credentials Required, and that is La Terrain Watches. Founder Dave has been a watch enthusiast since he was 14 years old when he saved his allowance to buy a military buy a military style watch. Since then. His enthusiasm has grown into obs- grown into an obsession, and last year he started La Turin watches. For many of us, money is tight these days, and Dave and the watchmakers at La Turin understand the importance of quality watches for the best value. So, they've released a line of luxury watches at non-luxury prices. Get your start with the Compass, dress yourself up with the Red Crest, or if you really want to treat yourself, consider the Voyager 1893. In addition to watches, La Terrain also makes lava bead and ice stone bracelets. And 50% of the profit from every bracelet sold goes to the Levine Children's Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's pretty cool. La Touraine also sells accessories such as watch bands, bags, and sunglasses. Visit la-touraine, that's spelled T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. And at checkout, enter promo code NCR for 10% off your order. I saw those well wa- I've seen some of those watches on laterran.com and they look pretty spectacular. I might get one for myself sometime. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I get enough shirt money I'll get a I'll get a watch. All right. We're going to move on quickly to week 3 picks. Last night, Carolina improved to 3 and 0 by beating Houston 20 to 9. Sam Donald kind of wish he was still a jet but I can't. I I wish him all the success in the world, um, even though the Jets didn't treat him well. Uh, he had 300 passing yards and two rushing touchdowns. I think oh he had one t- one rushing touchdown. Anywho, but for Carolina, good for them. Uh, Carolina was my dark horse team coming into this year, so I think uh, so good on them. They're having themselves a good year so far. All right, so moving on to the picks of the week. Let's start off with the one o'clock games. We got a bunch in the tablet. so Washington at Buffalo, one o'clock start, Washington at Buffalo, the red team placing the bills at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, not Rich Stadium or Highland Stadium or Highmark Stadium. I said it last night on the corner booth pregame Our re- It's worth repeating today, tonight on no crunch required. Happy hour. Take Washington. I think it's going to be my upset special for this week. Washington, I think uh, Buffalo's got some injuries in in the, Buffalo's got some injuries in the secondary. Worries me a little bit. It should worry you if you're a Bills fan. I know they had a big week last week against, against the Dolphins in Miami. That's the Dolphins. They usually beat the Dolphins. But Taylor Heineke likes to sling the ball around. And I think with so much trouble going on in the backfield for in, in the secondary for the bills, a little bit injury, a little bit injuries. I, th- I, f- I feel that like Washington is, is prone for is, is, is right. Re- it's going to upset them. I think, well, I think Washington, I guess the upset here, I'm taking the reds. I'm sorry. Taking the red team. <laughs> Almost slipped there. Chicago, at Chicago, at Cleveland bears, at, bears at Browns. Another, again, it's one o'clock start Fox on Fox. I'll take the Browns. Uh, Justin Fields gets his first start if I know uh, making his first start in the NFL, but I guess his Brown defense is going to be it's going to be tough sledding. Um, I think the Browns will use their running game to their advantage. They got two, maybe three running backs who can can run the ball. Um, I think I'm going to take take I'm going to take, take Cleveland in this game. Baltimore at Detroit. Detroit's a lot tougher than people think. Baltimore is uh, coming off that high from that from that uh, Sunday night win against Kansas City. They finally beat Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes for the first time in a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to have another upset here. I think Detroit gets their first win. I think Dan Campbell gets his first win, first win as a head coach. Baltimore, they just, again, they're like the Bills. They're too banged up right now. I, I, running back and corner and secondary. And I'm just feeling like they need their they're uh, they're prone to be beat. So I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the lines in this one Indianapolis at Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee in this one. Um uh, slowing the fact that Derrick Henry had a monster game last week, I think he's going to repeat it. I think Timba, I think Tennessee is starting to get the momentum. And I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. Chargers at Kansas City. Um, the Chargers know how to. The Chargers are kind of like the Jets in a way in that they know how to beat themselves. Now, it's very evident last week against the Cowboys. I think Kansas City is going to be pissed off from last week's loss when they were up by so much and they let that lead slip away to lose by one point. I think Chiefs are going to Chiefs are going to rally in this one. They're going to take this one. I think they'll, they'll win easily. Nolans at New England. Oh, that's a tough one too. I I'm taking New England this one only based solely on the fact that Belichick is going to make Winston James throw. I think three more picks. <laughs> um, Winston's coming back to earth. I think a little bit, but I could be wrong. Um. But I, I think New England—they on offense—they manage the game enough where they use the running and take they use the run and take the pressure off Mac Jones. I think Belichick beats Sean Payton again. Taking the Pats in this one again—it hurts my heart to say that because I'm a New York Jets fan. Atlanta at the Giants. Um, Giants. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a high. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. If I'm honest, Atlanta's got a good def, good offense. Giants have a pretty good offense if they don't keep if their receivers don't keep dropping the ball. I think the Giants will do enough defensively uh, to force enough turnovers from the Falcons. I think the Giants take this one in a high scoring game. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I'm going for the upset. I'm going for the upset again. I'm going to say Bengals. I'm going to say Bengals. Uh, from what I looked at in the highlights last week for the for the uh, Raiders and Steelers, Steelers look slow. It looks slow. I mean, they got Najee Harris at running back, great. They got some wide receivers, but they just look slow, and their defense is good, but they're prone to make mistakes. And I think Joe Burrow will do just enough to make just enough limit himself limit his own mistakes to overcome Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to take I'm going to take Cincinnati in this one. Arizona at Jacksonville. Arizona. Don't don't. uh, No no. Arizona. They're gonna run all over. Their offense is too good. Their defense is too fast. Take Arizona. Yeah, yeah, just take Arizona. <laughs> all right, here we go. The four o'clock and four twenty-five games. Jets at Denver. Denver. Um, there's a couple ways the Jets can beat the Broncos, but they're not gonna do it. They need to get Denzel Mims on the field. They're not gonna do it. They need to take the mile high crowd out of it. They're not gonna do it. They need to, they need to limit Zach Wilson needs to limit his mistakes. They're not, he's not going to do it. Denver's defense is they they stop the run. They're going to stop the run, and the Jets need to get the run game going. They should have kept it going against the Patriots last week. They deviated from it. They try to get Zach Wilson involved in the game again. It's just no, no. It's and they're it's Denver's home opener. They're two and zero. They'll probably go three zero. Take Denver in this one. Again, my heart hurts. <laughs> Oh, I laughed at the pain. All right, Dolphins at Raiders. I'm thinking the Raiders. Raiders are good. The Raiders are good, surprisingly good. From that Monday night win against Baltimore, they go to pit. They travel to Pittsburgh, an early day game, away from their crowd in Las Vegas. They beat they beat Pittsburgh handle pretty sur- handily. Very surprised at that. Um, they're playing Miami, who is starting Jacoby Brissett. Uh, take the Raiders. Take the Raiders, folks. Tampa Bay at the Rams. This is going to be the game of the week. This is going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, it's going to be so much fun to watch between the Tampa offense and LA's de- and the Rams defense. It's going to come down to. Uh, I think it's going to come down to who make who makes less mistakes on defense, and I think the Rams right now. Are the team that makes the least mistakes on defense because they're so good up front. Their front seven's good. Their secondary is very good. Secondary is very good. Um, I see it's a close game. I, I think the Rams will win. Uh, it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be. I think it'll come down to a, a late turnover, uh, a turnover late in the game, and the Rams will create it and they'll want to take in the game. And, and what I think is going to be the the matchup, the, fut- the potential matchup for the NFC Championship. I foresee that. I had a future. Had look at that future. And I that's why I foresee as my champion. But I think it's going to be, I think the champion's going to be LA, uh, going to be in Tampa Bay. But that's just my opinion. Anyway. So take the Rams in this one. Uh, Seattle at Minnesota. Oh, man. Seattle should have clinched that game against the Titans last week. They couldn't quite get their foot on the throats of the Titans. Minnesota's kicking game is suspect. Um it's gonna be a tough one. I think I think Minnesota gets their first win of the season. Excuse me. I'm taking the Vikings in this one. And if you're watching at home, it's the end of the third third inning. Uh Yankees are up seven-nothing over the Red Sox. All right. Um yeah, Seattle, Minnesota. I'm going to take, take Minnesota. I think Minnesota will, will win a close one. Um, they just, their kicking game just can't, they can't mess up. <laughs> they can't mess up this one. Uh, Sunday night game, Green Bay at San Francisco. I went the 49ers because Green Bay is such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year so far. Uh, they got the Brakes beat off them against the Saints. They come back and they beat the Lions. They had to kind of claw back, no pun intended, because Lions. Um, Kind of clawed back in that one, but I'm, I'm, it's at San Francisco. They gotta travel there. Uh, I think San Francisco is just an, their their defense is better. I think they'll limit Aaron Rodgers. And even throw a couple of picks. Uh, so I'm thinking, this, I'm thinking the Niners. And then the Monday Night game, Philly at Dallas. Uh, I got da- I don't take Dallas in that one. Uh, Dallas is having a, um, they've kept things close, but their their defense is better this year. Philly is all right. Um, they moved the ball last week, but they couldn't put points on the board for some reason against San Francisco. So, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Dallas in this one. So, those are my picks. So, with that, I'm gonna wrap things up for this edition of No Credentials Required Friday Happy Hour, brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Again, go to the socials Twitter and Instagram at bellyupncr, facebook.com forward slash bellyup sports ncr and then finally youtube if you're watching on youtube hit the notification bell you know when we go live so folks enjoy yourselves have a great weekend to arthur
0: courtesy of joseph McDade. check him out on supporters music at patreon.com forward slash joseph McDave. be sure to rate share and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms including apple Podcasts, spotify and Spreaker. no credentials required as a belly up sports podcast, things podcast things network. Sports network production sports in association network with Zilla media some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here dinner.